We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I kind of like this Bill Polian thing. I'll be interested to see what kind of pulse he puts on all of this because he has been linked to success with two organizations who have done it that are blue-collar it's been a grind over the years for those organizations and franchises. I'm wondering right now how the current Bears, the players on the roster, feel after George McCaskey on Monday. Because yeah. whoever comes in here is going to have to create a culture that's completely different than the one that exists right now. Stacey Dales with Mully and Haw this morning right here on 670 The Score. Rami Makloff with you. On a Tuesday evening, I'll open up the phone lines again coming up in about 20 minutes. Talk some bulls with you. But right now, I want to keep the Bears talk going and joining me now. He covers those Bears for the Daily Herald and Shaw Local News. You can follow him on Twitter at Sean Hammond. He is Sean Hammond. Sean, how are you this afternoon, my man? I'm doing great, Rami. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Well, I'm I'm walking on eggshells hoping that, that the Bears get this thing right. And that's obviously what, what you're here to talk about this evening, Sean. First should should I be should I be nervous that they won't get this thing right? Because I started the show off by saying I'm I'm really nervous that they won't get this thing right, Sean. I have a lifetime of trauma when it comes to being a Bears fan. That makes me wonder, can they get this thing right? I mean, can they get it right? Sure, they can get it right, but all the history is telling us that that, that might not be the case. You know, I, I think there's reason to be to be optimistic, and there's also you know reason to 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 be cautious because we've we've seen this play out before, and you know George McCaskey can can get in front of the microphone and and say that this time will be different all he wants. You know, they can bring whoever they want into the room, but at the end of the day. Like George said, you know, he's going to, the final call is his, is his to make. So uh, I don't really think that all that much has changed, even if, uh, you know, they're going to come out here and tell us that this process is, is different from last time. Let's say that we're going to forget that history. Let's, 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 let's say we're just going to put that aside and, and treat this, this search, which started with, with the, the, the announcement that Pace and Nagy would not be back and, and the ensuing press conference. Let's just do the men in black thing and wipe our memories clean prior to this, thir- this search starting with, with that press conference. Are, do we overblow things like what we saw at the press conference with, with the, the Olin Krutz stuff or, or him saying he doesn't know if he'll hire a general manager or coach for something that worried me? Or, or do we make too much out of saying, you know, Bill, is Bill, Bill Polian is the guy that's running this search, a guy who hasn't been in this league for years and kind of, kind of a football dinosaur? Have you seen anything in, in this search alone, putting history aside, that, that makes you say, well, that's a red flag as far as how they're conducting this thing or things that you've seen 
from from the people in in power up there at Hallis Hall? Yes and no. I mean, we can we can sit here and, and pick apart anything just about anybody says and, and twist it, you know, in, in whichever direction that, that we want to take it. But at the same time, I think it's it's reasonable to question whether it's a good idea to hire a head coach before a general manager. You know, it's reasonable to to question uh, how the process is going and why Bill Polian, um, not, not that I think that that's a bad idea. I mean, Bill Polian has a, a great history in the league. And, and if you can get a guy like that in the room to, to help you with this decision, you do it. Um, but, but it's certainly fair to, to wonder if they're really going about the process correctly. And, you know, they haven't hired a head coach before a GM, you know, that, that was just raised as a possibility. Now, if they, if that, uh, situation develops, you know, I think there's really uh, a good reason to, to question if that's really the right thing to do. Do you think that's, that's, do you think that's, do you see anything wrong with doing it the other way around? Because I, I personally do, unless you're bringing in somebody, the example I brought up before was Pete Carroll coming to Seattle had some clout and had some track record and had some history that you go, okay, yeah, I see why the Seahawks would, would hand the reins over to that guy and give him final say, on a roster outside of Jim Harbaugh, none of the names that have that have come across the rumor mill that that I've seen are guys that come with that kind of clout that you you would hand the reins over to them and say a general manager or, or a president of football operations would answer to him. Do you think that's that's the wrong way of doing things, or is that just not what we're used to, Sean? There's there's very few people who can who can sort of do both. You know, you look at Bill Belichick in New England, and and yeah, Pete Carroll uh, has a lot of influence on what they're doing in the front office and. You know, just looking at this list of candidates that, that's floating out there with the, the guys that they've interviewed already and, and the names that they're reportedly uh, working on, on interviewing here in the near future, I don't know that there is somebody who, who fits that description. And uh, given that, I would certainly think they want to hire a general manager first because, I mean, that you've got to be on the same page. If, if your GM and your head coach aren't on the same page, then it just leads to, to more dysfunction. And, and sure in a, in a perfect world, could you find somebody who can, who can serve that, that build Belichick role? You know, yeah. If you can find the right person, do it. But I don't know that there is somebody on, on the list of candidates that we're looking at today. I don't know that that person exists. Talking with Sean Hammond of uh, the daily Herald, Shaw local news and bears insider here on the score. Robbie Makloff with you. On a Tuesday evening, does does the timeline matter in this whole thing, Sean? Because the, from from the outside looking in and not knowing the inner workings of of the NFL and these interviews and and hires and how they happen, I look at it and I go, well, if a guy comes in and impresses you, chances are he's going to go somewhere else and and impress one of these other teams that's looking for a GM or a head coach right now. If if you find your guy, if you're pretty sure you got your guy, you got to pounce and 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 you got to get him in the building as quick as possible before somebody else does. Is that is that oversimplifying this thing, or do you think that that being being quick to the draw is something that's important when it comes to the Bears and and these other teams that they're competing with to make these hires? If somebody absolutely blows blows it out of the water and, and you're you know just blown away by by what what they said in their interview and the way that this has has gone down, I mean, sure you could you could definitely uh, uh, come up with a reason why you need to make this hire as soon as possible right away. I mean, there's there's so many. Uh, so many jobs open right now that that there's going to be competition for for these top candidates and the best guys for the job. Um, at, at the same time, I don't necessarily think it's there's a lot of 
a lot of good candidates here and there's a lot of qualified people. So, you know, if, if somebody comes to the bears and says, Hey, you know, this other team is, is interested in me, then, then certainly you would want to jump on it. If you know that that's, that's your guy, but I don't think it's a huge deal. I saw some stuff today. It looked like the Jaguars were, were moving on with second interviews with guys. You know, you got to keep in mind that they, they had that two week window at, at the end of the regular season where they were getting their, their initial zoom interviews out of the way. So, so for them, it's a little bit more speed up, but, or sped up rather, but uh, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about it because I think most of these teams are kind of in the same boat as far as their timeline. From what you're hearing, do, do, do you think the bears are, are any more serious about any of the candidates that they've interviewed than, than others, whether we're talking about that GM or president of football operations role, or we're talking about, the head coach are we, are we still in the feeling out process and there are no favorites or anybody counted out from the field that's been talked about so far yeah I, I would say they're still in the feeling out process you know these are still their first interviews with with these uh individuals and certainly i think um it, it's harder to get a read on the gm just because so many of these guys uh that they're interviewing are, are behind the scenes folks you know that we don't see them on tv like we do the coaches we don't necessarily know uh you know everything that they're doing uh, their work is in the background a lot of times whereas these coaches are front and center i will say and, and this is more my gut than anything you know i i, I just get the feeling that the bears are going to be interested in somebody who has that head coaching experience at the nfl level you look at some of the lists or some of the names that they've interviewed already you know doug peterson uh, uh jim caldwell brian flores those are all guys who have done this before and just with the way that things went down with Matt Nagy, I feel like that's going to have a little added importance to the Bears. Sean Hammond of the Daily Herald, Shaw Local News, and the Bears Insider, my guest here for a few more minutes on the score this evening. The name that, and I've been here talking Bears this evening for a little over an hour, and the name that keeps coming across my Twitter timeline, who Bears fans seem to want, the text line, the phone calls, is Brian Dable, the, the offensive coordinator for the Bills, you, you were just saying that they, they seem to prefer somebody with head coaching experience. Dable doesn't doesn't fit that criteria, but is is he the hot young candidate out the coordinator candidate out there in the NFL right now amongst amongst the organizations and the people making these hires? Or is that more of a, a fan driven thing from, from what you understand, Sean? No, I, I feel like he is going to get a chance here with one of these teams. And, and you got to keep in mind that he's, he's been an offensive coordinator for, for a long time. You know, he's been with the Bills since 2018. He did uh, two other stints with the Dolphins way back in 2011 and the Chiefs in 2012 and uh, took a break there and went uh, went back uh, to the Patriots and then to Alabama. He's, he's won everywhere he's been, which I think is, is a really good thing for his resume uh, as far as just what you want in a head coach, you know, find a guy who's gone out and won and, and, you know, whatever role he is, he's, he's found a way to win with the Patriots and he won the national championship in his one year at Alabama. Um, no, I certainly think he's going to wind up getting a job and, and, you know, just because I think the bears would probably lean towards somebody with NFL head coaching experience. I, I could still see them going with a guy like Dable just because, He's been around the block a few times. No, he hasn't been a head coach, but he's been in the league a long time. He's been around football for a long time. You, you brought up when you were talking about coaches with with head coaching experience, who, who you think the Bears would, would prefer. You brought up Brian Flores, who not, nothing against the guy. I, I don't necessarily know what kind of head coach he is or could be in this league, but th there seems to be a lot of steam building, a lot of hype building around Brian Flores as as a guy who's who's sought after as a head coach after – being fired by the Miami Dolphins. 
Sean, am I crazy to say that I'm I'm not all that blown away by Brian Flores and and a sub 500 record, 24 and 25, never making the playoffs. You hear stories that he 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 doesn't quote unquote play nice with others down there in Miami. Do do you know what is it about Brian Flores that's got so many people falling over themselves for this guy right now? You know, Rami, I'm kind of with you. I mean, he's yeah, he did it. They've done some nice things down there in Miami. You know, they they were able to to weather the storm after that tough stretch to start the season, and and they finished strong. And uh, you know, he's they've had a winning record down there two years in a row. But I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, I need to see more. I guess it's it's hard to say why everybody is. Uh, I shouldn't say everybody, but th- there's a strong segment of folks out there who who absolutely want to see Brian Flores as a head coach, and um, that's fair. You know, he he's proven that he can do the job or at least he's uh you know he's coached three years he's got a winning record in two of them you know he can certainly uh you know he's shown that he can do a little bit here and 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 i think it's just the resume as far as a head coach he he needs more and and he's going to get an opportunity somewhere i don't know that i would necessarily be be jumping up and down and saying yes this is absolutely my guy certainly he is a guy that you want to bring in and and do an interview and and see what what he's like in in that interview process and, and what he might be like as your head coach but i wouldn't I wouldn't jump to the conclusion that this is absolutely the guy you have to have. And as far as the Doug Peterson stuff that's been out there, I mean, not not that he is Matt Nagy, but, I mean, they're really close and worked on the same coaching staffs and running the similar or, or even the same systems for years. And Doug Peterson, he has, he has a Super Bowl ring, and, and there's something to be said for that. But after after – Matt Nagy couldn't get the most out of Justin Fields. Is it is it wise to bring in a guy who's going to run a very similar offense to try and get the most out of that guy? That, that that doesn't add up to me as far as the Bears situation specifically. Not to say that Doug Peterson can't go somewhere and succeed, but about the Bears p- p- position and specifically, I, I wonder are, are, why go back to that same well off the same coaching tree? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and we saw Doug Peterson at, at training camp back in August. He was visiting for, I can't remember if it was a day or, or a couple of days. Uh, he was out there with Matt Nagy. Uh, you know, I think he did the rounds. He might've gone to a couple of teams over, over training camps, but he was, he was there at Hallis Hall and chatting it up with Nagy and, and some of the Bears players and coaches. And it, it just feels like a very, very similar hire. They They come from the same tree. They've, they've coached together and, you know, certainly he is his own man. He's a different person. He has that Super Bowl on his resume as a head coach. There's not many guys out there with a, a Super Bowl trophy on their head coaching resume. That in and of itself, you know, I think is why we're seeing him get so many interviews. But it, it doesn't feel like it's all that much different from what you just went through. And and really, I mean, that 2017 Eagles team, they really caught fire at the right time and, and everything worked so perfectly. And that's not to say that he didn't do a, a good job in his in his stint there in, in Philadelphia. I mean, they went to the playoffs three times. That's that's pretty impressive for, for any coach in, in uh, five years to get to the postseason three times. But it, it feels like it would be a, a, not the same as the Matt Nagy hire, but a very in a, in a similar vein. One more for you, Sean. Sean Hammond of the Daily Herald, Shaw Local News, and uh, the Bear Report with me here, on, Bears Insider, excuse me, here on the score on a Tuesday evening. You, you heard that clip coming out of the break, Sean, of Stacey Dales with Mully and Hall this morning talking about a, a culture change at Hallis Hall and for the Chicago Bears. 
this new tandem of of GM or president, whatever label they're going to put on it, and and head coach, do you feel like they can come in here and instill a culture change, or is the culture set at the top by the McCaskies, and it's going to be on them to to put a culture change in place or, or set in motion? Well, I do think it's interesting to see how this uh, George talked about last Monday that that the GM is going to report to him now instead of Ted Phillips. I mean, yes, it's still the same people running this organization, but you know what kind of what kind of leeway do do these new GM and coach have to sort of build that foundation themselves and and, and take over that culture at least within the the football side of things and and within the locker room. I certainly think they're going to have a chance and. Um, you know, Matt Nagy didn't do a terrible job of, of keeping his team together. They, they were, even when things were tough, you know, those, those guys went out there and played really hard for Nagy. And uh, I think he was able to, to, on some level do that. It, it certainly wasn't enough to, to keep the job and, and it wasn't enough, you know, they didn't produce the results that they needed to, but I certainly think that there's reason to be optimistic that whoever comes in here is going to have an opportunity to to wipe the slate clean and and you know bring in the right attitude at Hellas Hall. That's Sean Hammond. You can check out his work inside the Daily Herald, Shaw Local News, and at Bears Insider, and follow him on Twitter at Sean underscore Hammond. My guest for the last few minutes here on the Score. Sean, appreciate the time and the insight, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And Sean Hammond joins me on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest. Sportsbook. I know. I know. Sean was just doing his job and answering my questions to the best of his ability. But uh, Brandon, I don't feel any better about things after talking with him for a good fifteen minutes about the Bears and making these hires. He wasn't brought here to make me feel better. It's not Sean's fault. But uh, I don't. I don't. That last part was encouraging when he said the new guy could come in here and, and set the culture and have an influence on this organization. But the rest of it, the rest of it was not what I was hoping to hear from Sean Hammond. Yeah, it looks pretty bleak right now. <laughs> I wish it wasn't, man. I really do. I wish it was. I wish. I wish I didn't feel this way. I wish. I wish we could do the Men in Black thing. You know what I mean? Just to be happy. Just to be happy. I wish that Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones could come with that wand with the red light and just erase, erase all my Bears memory of the first forty-two years of my life, so I could just go into this thing like wide-eyed and optimistic that yeah they'll get it right why wouldn't i think they'll get it right there's no reason to think they won't get it right or we can use that on the bears owners and maybe flip their mindset around maybe make them forget they're the owners <laughs> or just tell them how to like hire the right people i yeah man that's i feel like if they do it they'll luck into it you know and that's not fair that's not giving them the proper credit for if they get this higher right but that's that's genuinely how i feel about it that the mccaskies are going to have to stumble into the right GM and the right coach to get this thing right. That's not. That's not how I want. I, I would rather be. I would rather feel like. Oh no, they're competent. They're competent and they know what they're doing and they know the right. They know the right guys for the job. I don't feel that way, man. I feel like man. I hope they fall into this thing. Just hope they fall into the right situation. It's, it's a. It's a scary place to be as a Bears fan. It. Re, it really is. Is it a scary place place to be as a Bulls fan? We'll talk about that. Right after this, Rami Makhlouf with you on The Score on a Tuesday night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So the Bulls will advance right forecourt, and this game is over. As the Bulls have now lost four in a row and five out of their last six. And the final from Memphis, Tennessee. The Grizzlies 119 and the Bulls 106. That the final yesterday as the Bulls. You heard Chuck say it there, and you'll hear Chuck and Bill tomorrow night when the Bulls take on the Cavs. Pre-game starting at 645 right here on the score. Bulls have lost four of five, or excuse me, their last four and five of their last six. Rami Makhlouf with you on the score on a Tuesday evening. Has this rough stretch changed how you feel or are looking at these Chicago Bulls? 312-644-6767 is how you can get in on the score listener line powered by BetQL. I'm live from the Hyundai Score Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Is this rough stretch changing how you feel or how you're looking at the Chicago Bulls team? 312-644-6767. And I, I know... We can point to seven players missing, six because of injury, one due to health and safety protocols, including Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball and Alice Caruso, Javante Green, guys who play big roles for this team. But I just don't know that we can chalk up all of of the the the, the regression that we've seen in this six game stretch to those guys not being out there. Let's let's take a look at 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 how far the Bulls have tumbled in 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 certain things that they're going to need to do if they if they're going to be that team that we saw for the early part of the season. They were a top 10 defense. They were a top 10 defense at one point. Now the Bulls ranked 24th with a 115.4 defensive rating in the 13 games since Alex Caruso has been out. In their first 17 games, all of which Caruso appeared in, the Bulls ranked 8th with a 104.4 defensive rating. They're getting fewer than 4.4 points off of turnovers over the past 13 games than they did, or 4.4 fewer points off of turnovers than they did in the previous 13 games. And yes, you you can tie this dip directly to Caruso being out, also Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, But the Bulls have dropped from number four to number 19 in defensive rankings. In their defensive rating, I should say. And I don't, I can't chalk all that up to the injuries. Caruso ain't that good on defense. Lonzo Ball ain't that good on defense. For for you to slip 
that far. At least I, I don't think you can, you, can, you can chalk all that up to those guys not being out there on the court. And, man, Nikolai Vucevic is just way too in. That dude drives me crazy. Watching that game yesterday, I was on the air doing my weekend week, weekday afternoon show on the fan in Milwaukee, our sister station here on the score, and that Bulls game was on, and I'm watching it and doing everything in my power to stay focused and stay talking about Milwaukee and Wisconsin sports as I'm paid to do weekdays 3 to 6 on the fan up in Milwaukee and not scream at my TV and scream at Vooch, who was 2 of 13 last night with 7 points. And it's like some nights, man, that guy looks like one of the best big men in this league, and then some nights he just disappears. And it, it never actually seems like it's, what teams are doing to him. It's just some nights he, 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 can, he can put it in the hoop and some nights he can't. It really just seems that simple. Like he has good nights and he has off nights. And so when I ask you if this rough stretch is changing how you feel or how you look at the Bulls, I guess it depends on where you started, right, or, and, or where you got to during that hot stretch in terms of the levels of your optimism and excitement for this basketball team. And for me personally – I kept my enthusiasm and excitement about the Bulls tempered. Not that I wasn't excited. Not that I don't like what's happening at the United Center right now. Lord knows it's worlds apart from where we were just a year or two ago as Bulls fans. Like, it's competent. It's moving in the right direction. It's fun. It's competitive. And that's that's great. That's great. And, And I'm really, really happy for that as a Bulls fan. But coming into this season, I said it's the Bucks, it's the Nets, and it's everybody else playing for third place in the Eastern Conference. And that's that's how I felt through that hot stretch. And that's still how I feel now. And I think the Bulls could be now I'm not even talking about what the standings say, okay? Because with the way that this regular season is going and it's hit the Bulls and it's hit just about every other team in this league between COVID and injuries, who knows what the standings are going to look like and what the seeding is going to be when all is said and done. The Bulls might end up being the one seed. I still don't think that they can win a series against the Bucks or the Nets, and I probably won't think so until they prove me wrong. So for me, I saw some regression coming. I didn't think they were that team that we saw in the first, I don't know what, 19 games of the season, whatever it was, that they were, they were the best team in the league before this, this rough stretch where they've lost five and six and four in a row. I expected some regression. Now, it's more than I expected, and I think we can chalk that up to injuries, but I don't think we can chalk all of this up to injuries. The Bulls are who I thought they were, to borrow a Denny Green. The Bulls are who I thought they were, and in my eyes – a step back or two should have been expected for this squad. And they'll be better when Ball and Levine and Caruso and all these guys come back. I'm not saying they won't. They will be. But I don't, I don't know that we should expect what we saw to start the season before this recent rough stretch again this year. I, I think, like I said, there was probably some regression coming for this basketball team. Is that, how you, is that, is that where you're at, Brandon? I mean, coming into the season, I did expect the Bulls to make the playoffs. I expect them to be like a four or five seed. So the fact that they're a number one seed, they already exceeded expectations. Even if they tailor off a little bit, I'm still 
pleased with this Bulls season right now. They're competitive. They compete against some of the top contenders right now, even though they've been on a stretch now of losing. I mean, I, I feel good about this Bulls team. This recent stretch has done nothing to dampen your excitement or optimism? Not at all, because, number one, Levine was hurt. Sure. Uh, certain players are Caruso, even though he's a bench player, he is still key and a clutch player for them down the stretch. So, I, and then obviously they, they're they lacking interior defense and rebounding. That's obviously the key. And I feel like with the buyout, you know, when that buyout season comes, they, they can pick up somebody through the waiver wire. I'm not really too worried about the Bulls. To me, they exceed my expectations. But you don't have them in a class with the Bucks and the Nets, right? I feel like they could compete with them now. I do believe that. Now, I would say this. Yes, the Bucs, the, they haven't even played the Bucs yet, so that would be the test. But Bucks right now, number one, I don't really trust the Nets because of the part-time with Kyrie. Fair. And you never know about James Harden in the playoff time. But I still got the number two. And watch out for the Heat, too. So the Heat is something to watch, too. So they're, they're right there, number four. Well, I thought, but I feel like they could compete. Will they win? To be determined, because I don't want to say yes or no right now. I don't think they can win a series with the, with the Nets or the Bucks. And but I thought that before the season. I'm not freaking out about this rough stretch that they're in right now, but I'm also not chalking up the the entirety of this rough stretch and what we've seen from this team to all the injuries. That that's where I'm at. I'm still right where I was with the Bulls, but that's maybe just not as high as some of y'all were before or after this stretch. Three one two six four four six seven six seven. Has this rough stretch changed how you feel? Or look at these Bulls. Four one three one two. Almost gave out the Milwaukee numbers. That's bound to happen at least once in a shift. Three one two six four four six seven six seven is how you can talk to me. Let's go uh, to Kentucky and Brent. You're on the score. What's up, Brent? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate okay. it. Got a quick hit about the Bulls, and I got a personal story about Les Grobstein. Uh, I can think I can say that as far as the Grobber fan goes, I'm from the most remote place on earth. So basically, uh, I like to travel the world, uh, and I did the Triple Eight class, which is eight marathons, eight continents, and eight days. And you go in there with a predetermined list of addresses of where you're going to send your postcards to. So talking regularly with Les, I said, hey, I'm going to send you a postcard. Called a month afterwards, and he did receive a postcard from Antarctica. And, of course, he was the expert in Antarctica. He goes into, well, you know, chinstrap penguins are the uh, most penguin that you find there. The seals, they average about 350 to 650 pounds. No polar bears whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, it was spot on. That's exactly what happened. That's amazing. But, uh, the, guy's, the, know, guy's, yeah, the guy's uh, mind was really just, just a, a, yeah. a, a vault of information. Yeah, and I love how you include the fan as well as he included the fan, which I, I know is the special part about him as well. But – um, moving on to the Bulls, what one trade do you think that they need to beat the best in the East? Because I think this team is better than good. They're championship caliber. And in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. So what one trade do they have to get in order to beat the Nets or Milwaukee or the Heat? And I'll uh, hang up and listen to your phone call. And I thank you. Brent, thanks for the call. Thanks for making it. Here's my thing, man. And, and maybe, I'm, maybe I oversimplify. When, when I look at playoff series this way. And I, I'm certainly not original in looking at playoff series this way. There are plenty of people who believe the same thing that I do. More times than not, give me the best player in a series to win that series. More times than not, that's the case. And especially when I look at, I look at the Bucks and I look at the Nets and I look at the Bulls and I say they're number one better than our number one. They're number two, better than our number two. They're number three, better than our number three. When, when everybody's healthy and on the court, their top three guys 
just better than our top three guys. This is a star-driven league. Superstars win series, and superstars win championships. More than any other sport, more than baseball, more than football, because there are, there are, there are less variables that are out of your control. You're going to put on the court who you want to put on the court throughout a game and when it's time to win a game. You can put LeBron out there. You can put KD out there. You can put Giannis out there. You don't, you're not at the mercy of a batting lineup. You're not at the mercy of your offense or your defense is on the field because of, a, because of who, 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 who has possession at a given time. In the NBA, there are fewer variables out of your control, and so you can put your superstars out there, and they're more times than not, if they're better than the other team's superstars, you can talk to me about depth, you can talk to me about coaching, you can talk to me about all the other intangibles that go into winning a championship. It starts with at the top of your roster. And if they have more star power than you do, more times than not, they're going to win that series. Look at the Bucks. look at the Nets, look at the Bulls, and, and tell me truly that you think your number one is better than their number one. Your number two is better than their number two. Your number three is better than their number three. Now, after that, we can talk. And the Bulls may be a deeper team than these other teams that I'm talking about. Maybe. But when we talk about the top of the roster and star power, they're just not in a league or in a category as the Bucks or the, or the, or the, the Brooklyn Nets are. And that's the reason why, Brandon, you brought up the, the Miami Heat. A lot of people are buying into and believing in this Miami Heat team. And, and there are a lot of things that might lead you to, to believe in the Miami Heat. They're, they're at the top of the defensive ratings since Jimmy Butler has come back. That offense has been revitalized and, and is waking up. But, man, it's Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and whoever you think is their number three guy. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry versus Giannis, Kate, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. Or versus KD James Harden and Kyrie Irving, if all three of those guys can be out there on the court. Hell, I'll take the Bulls and their top three versus the Heat. And I think the Bulls would beat the Heat in a series because of this formula, this theory that I'm talking about of star power in the top of your roster, winning you series and winning you championships. So here's the thing. The reason why I say either you want that one or four seat, if you want the Nets and the Bucks to play each other and beat up on each other, and then you're taking them later, maybe Eastern Conference final, something like that, who knows what can happen? That's mm-hmm. why I said. That's why I said to be determined because I don't think we fully see. We saw the high potential of what this Bulls team can be, which, as as you can see, a number one seed. With that being said, like if you give this team more time to jail, and who knows what other piece they can bring in to jail with them. I'm not saying that they cannot compete with the Nets because I'm just I don't really trust the Nets. I, I get you on the Bucks. I know you like the Bucks and stuff like that. I don't really trust the Nets just because. Kyrie, you don't know if he's going to be there or not. No, Harden, you sure. don't know if he's going to show up on in, in the playoffs. The only one that's true is, is, is KD right now, but he's out right now. And who knows? You know, like, time would tell with them. I do want to make one thing clear. And, Brandon, I'm not – I don't feel I need to defend myself against you, but you just brought up you know I like the Bucks. Every time I come on here and talk Bulls or I talk Bulls with buddies of mine, my brother off the – oh, this is just your Milwaukee bias. This is just – you're just a Bucks fan. No, man. Don't get it twisted. Do not get it twisted, all right? I see you with the Bulls hat. Thank you. I'm glad you pointed that out. Born and raised, true blue, Chicago runs through my blood. I I grew up in the heyday of Michael in the 90s Bulls, all right? I'm a Bulls fan, through and through. And I hope I'm wrong about what I'm saying right now. I do. This is one of those times where you hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong and that the Bulls are every bit as good as the Bucks. okay? The Bucks are my side chick. The Bucks are my side chick, and it's a passionate love affair. It's a passion. I took my shirt off when they won the championship in public. I don't do that. It's a passionate love affair. 
that I have with the Milwaukee Bucks right now. I, and I will, but I will come back home to the Bulls when they give me good reason to come back home. And we're getting there. We're getting there. We're making progress in the relationship. You got sh- to stay with your man. She's showing signs. You, you know get, what I mean? You got to stay with your man. You can't be with the side chick. <laughs> so don't get it twisted. I'm a Bulls fan through and through. Yeah, I work in Milwaukee. Yeah, I celebrate. I was out there in the Deer District with 100,000 strong, with my shirt off, high-fiving, chest bumping, the whole thing. I'm not going to hide from that because I can't. It's on my Twitter timeline. I can't hide from it if I, even if I wanted to. Those pictures are out there. But don't get it twisted, all right? I want the Bulls to get back to winning championships, and I think they're moving in the right direction. I just don't think they're there yet, and it's not this recent stretch that's discouraging me. I feel just about the same way about the Bulls as I did before this stretch. Some of this regression, I'm going to chalk up to injuries. Some of it was probably coming. Has this rough stretch changed how you feel about the Bulls? We'll keep this discussion going at 312-644-6767. That's the listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com today. That also gets you into the tech zone. You can tweet me at Rami, R-A-M-I-E is tweeting. Rami Makloff with you on the score on Tuesday night and back after this. Everybody's not perfect. You know, you know, Vuce is an all-star, uh, but, you know, everybody struggles, you know, from time to time. So uh, for me, I'm taking all of the, all of the shots that Vuce took today next game, he get the same ones. I guarantee you he'll knock him down. So, uh, you know, we had the utmost faith in Vooch, so it doesn't really matter. He, you know, you know he, he can have a game like this and then go kill uh, Wednesday. So, uh, you know, but everybody has an off game how it is. That's Kobe White talking about Vooch after the Bulls lost yesterday. Bulls back at it tomorrow, taking on the Cavs. Chuck and Bill with the call right here on 670. The score coverage starts at 645. Rami Makloff with you on a Tuesday evening. I said last segment, Vooch is just inconsistent, and I don't know that I should, or any of us should really expect that to change. That might just be who that dude is. Is it just me or did Kobe White just describe somebody who's inconsistent? <laughs> it's like, if you give him those shots another night, he'll hit him, man. Vooch will hit him. Tonight, he wasn't hitting him, and there will be other nights where he wasn't hit, but there will be nights. There will be nights where Vooch is hitting him. That's you just described an inconsistent player to me, Kobe. You didn't do anything to make me feel better about this. I really thought like Vooch was finding his way in that third role. And then now you're seeing this stretch again. This is what the second time he had like this little slump. So it, it's kind of disturbing. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy because you see what that dude could be. Asking you right now, has this rough stretch changed how you feel about the Bulls? Hasn't for me, but I don't think I got as high on the Bulls as a lot of you out there did at 312-644-6767. Let's go out to Midlothian and Trenton. You're on the score. What's up, Trent? Trenton? Did I do something wrong, Brandon? Do I have Trenton? Or did he drop? All right. I'll put him on hold. Maybe we can get Trenton back. Let's go to uh, Slinger. And uh, who do I got here? Oh, no, it's Singler. He's in Wisconsin. You're on 670 to score. What's up, man? How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, and uh, When the Bulls lost to Brooklyn... Golden State and this next game to Memphis. Do you think with all those seven players in the lineup playing, do you think we win that, those games, Brooklyn, Golden State, and Memphis, if they not been injured? What you know, do you think? They, they've lost five of six. I, I'm, I would say, and who knows that you can put a number on this stuff, man. I would say they probably still lose two or three of those five out of the last six that they lost. I, I don't know that those guys – again, I – I, yes, obviously, when you don't have your guys and seven dudes are missing and and three of them who you count on heavily between Levine and, and Ball and Caruso, obviously, there's going to be some drop off. I don't know. And especially defensively, 
I don't know that we can chalk up all the regression that we've seen in this stretch to those guys not being out there on the court. Some of it, yes, but I just don't know that we can chalk all of it up to that. So if you're asking me how many they win, how many they lose, if they have those guys of the five that they've lost uh, out of the last six, I think they probably still lose two or three of those. Yeah, I guess he dropped. All right, now let's try Trenton in Midlothian. Trenton, you're on the score. What's up, buddy? Hey, Robbie, the the reason why you wasn't so high on the Bulls this season is because you're a cheater. What? I'm a cheater? You're, you you treat us as a side chick. Like, no, no, like no, 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 no. The Bulls are my side chick. I mean, the Bucks are my side chick, not the Bulls. The no, Bucks we, are my side no. The Bucks cannot be your side why chick. Why not? If why you're not? Telling me, if you're telling me that Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, now Giannis, of course, is better than Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Yeah. Yeah, man. Chris Drew Holiday Drew Holiday stole money during the finals. Did you he see should have went on vacation? Did you see Drew Holiday absolutely mug Devin Booker, take the ball out of his hands, run down the court, and throw up what is now referred to as the Valley Oop to Giannis Antetokounmpo okay, to, to, so, to seal so, that so game. If we're if we're if we're gonna give credit to people for one play, it's not just one then play. Dennis Rodman is a three point shooter. Trenton, you can ask any. <laughs> you... <laughs> I'm saying, I see Dennis in a couple of threes, man. So... Trenton, I can't tell you how many Kevin Durant, you you name it, LeBron James, oh, you name oh. it, guys around this league who will tell you that Drew Holiday is one of, if not the best, on ball defenders in this league. Robbie, I, I give you that, and I, I give you that. Drew Holiday is an amazing defender. But when you are a guy who are, who's just as trigger, you're so trigger shy like, uh, like Ben Simmons. He going, to the, he going to the lane doing the playoffs, doing oh, the championship, on. and he's doing layup. He's not Ben Simmons around the hoop now. Come on. I know, I know Ooh, he, he, missed, he missed some bunnies. I know he missed some bunnies in the playoffs last year, and he was catching heat for it in Milwaukee. People were calling him Drew Bledsoe because they were, they were, right. it was That's Eric, saying, it was Robbie, Eric Bledsoe can, all over again. I, I heard it, man. But, call him a, if you go call him part of the big three, well, hell, I'm going to call him Big Simmons because we both are over-exaggerated. Okay, well, thanks for the call, Trent. Appreciate you. Great, You bring up some great points, no doubt about it. But they were – okay, let's say he is Ben Simmons. Let's – but they were expecting Ben Simmons to be a number two. And by the way, all defense, and I think a lot of people really forgetting how good Ben Simmons is because of all this drama surrounding him. He's a much better player than, than the public perception that's out there right now. And, and, and a lot of that is because of Ben Simmons, because of the way he's handled this whole thing and because of the way that playoff run for Philly ended last year. But he's a much better player than, than most people would think today compared to if you asked a year ago and they were on their way to the one seed with Ben Simmons as their number two guy. For the Bucs, if Drew Holiday is Ben Simmons, he's their number three guy, man. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't want to come on here and like extol the virtues and, and, and how great the Milwaukee Bucks are coming from Milwaukee and get accused of being a traitor and a cheater again and bringing that bias with me. For some reason... And Brandon, I don't know if you're one of these people, Brandon Fryer, producer extraordinaire on the other side of the glass, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are just not recognized around this league the way that I feel they should be recognized around this league, especially after winning a championship. I give you credit for Middleton. They're one of the best, both of them, like defensive tandems. So Mm -hmm. I give that. I feel like they don't get enough credit because Giannis is just so great. So it kind of you don't really see their true value if Giannis is not on that team for a long stretch period. But I mean... 
the key of that playoff series to me, outside of Giannis just balling, like you said, was, you know, Holiday on Booker. Just shutting him down. And on Chris Paul. You shut down their two best players, so I give you that. So on that end, I give you. However, I would say this, though. I would say DeMar DeRozan right now, this season, is playing, if he's your number two or if Levine's your number two, I would take them. I would take him over Middleton right now over that supporting cast. Now, the three with Holiday, your, your number three option, Holiday, I would definitely take him over Vooch See, right now. I don't know. Maybe we're stacking them differently. For me, the way DeRozan is playing this year, he's, he's your number one guy. And give me Giannis over DeMar DeRozan all day. You know? And then Levine is your number two guy. And that's closer, but I'm still taking Chris Middleton over Zach Levine, and then when you get the three, give me whoever you want off the Bulls and call him your number three. And that could also go one or two. You could call it Lonzo Ball. You could call it Vooch, whoever it is. Give me Drew Holiday over, over whoever you want to call the Bulls number three. I, I give you that. I, and also I would say Levine and DeMar, they're like 1A and 1B. It just depends on the situation right. to me right now. Right, and either way, give me Giannis. <laughs> and I got to say with Trent, though, he did say you a cheater because technically you said Milwaukee is your side chick. Yeah. The, and you said the Bulls are your main. That means you are I cheating. Guess, I guess I am I am unfaithful. I, I got to admit, I'm, I'm unfaithful when it comes to my basketball team. But I'm going to come home. I'm going to come home. I'm just going to go out, have a little fun, win a championship, have a few drinks, take my shirt off, you know? <laughs> Chest bump a few people, high fives, you know? Splash some champagne around. It's fun because it's fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. You know what I mean? It was cool. It was a party, man. Milwaukee was a party that night, and it was a good time. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry about it at all. Let's get a couple more calls in here on the Bulls before we talk Bulls with Rick Camp, who does a post game for those Bulls right here on the score. Tim in Downers Grove, you're on the score. What's up, Tim? Hey, Ronnie. Hey. First time listening to your show. Love the the fresh take. Thank you, man. Fantastic. Uh, you know, I grew up Bulls fan. I'm, I just turned 50 a couple months ago. I mean, Michael came in the league when I was in eighth grade. Michael left the Bulls. I think I was 28 and had my first kid. I mean, he, I grew up just loving the Bulls. And, you know, I think everybody skips a lot of Bulls teams, go right from Michael, and then it's all dog years. We had a lot of fun teams. Yeah, they win championships. But, like, the Ben Gordon Bulls with Heinrich and Luol Dang and then – you know, Rose comes in. I mean, we had a lot of fun teams in there. Yeah, they didn't get over the hump. They didn't beat LeBron. They were fun teams to watch. And uh, I was sad to see them break them all because they didn't get the ultimate prize because I, I enjoyed those teams. I liked those guys. You I'm know? with you. The, the Ben Gordon era Bulls, they didn't do as much for me. But, man, the Derrick Rose Bulls, oh, that was that was, that was was some that was some trip, man. Oh, dang, it was a stud. I mean, there's a lot of fun. Yep. And then, you know, Les, our boy Les, like, I, I can't not remember not listening to him, I guess, as long as sports radio has been around. And I, I snowplow in the winter and uh, self-employed. Every time it snows, I call less. Hmm. And, then you know, overnight you get a lot of wishy-wash calls. He dealt with all the drunks and all the goofballs <laughs> and everything else. And he put me on. We talked for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Um, he remembered who I was because, you know, I'd always call him, you know, talking. So I don't want to get emotional, but yeah. you know, he was just fantastic. And he always gave kudos to the guys out cleaning the roads. He's always worried about people driving in the weather and uh, just going to miss that guy. He was just fantastic. Right there with you, Tim. Thanks for the call, man. Great stuff. Yeah, man. It's I like I like I said earlier, I I worked my way through college delivering pizzas and you're you're driving truck or you're, you're delivering pizzas or you're working in a factory. Nobody is really up overnight because they want to be. It's, because, it's almost because you have to be or you can't sleep. Les was here because he wanted to be and, 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 and brightened up your overnight into the morning 
and uh, not not a lot of people could could do what Les Grobstein did. It's, it's been well, bittersweet here tonight, hearing your remembrances of Les. Speaking of which, Jonathan Brandmeier of The Loop, he was on with Parkinson Spiegel earlier. We're going to bring you some of that conversation coming up in the 8 o'clock hour of the show. And Shane Reardon, executive producer of Parkinson Spiegel, he just tweeted out tomorrow, Gary Meyer also worked with uh, Les in those in those loop days. He'll be on Parkinson Spiegel at 4 o'clock. So uh, check that out as well. Right after this, keep the Bulls talk going with Rick Camp of uh, 670 to Score, post-game host. He'll join me, Rami Makhlouf, right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 